Welcome to episode number 20 of In the Know with WTO. It's a podcast all about West Texas opportunities and nonprofits. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and thank you for joining us. On today's episode, I have Pamela Washington with me. She is a Head Start teacher at our Stanton Head Start, and she talks about what first letter to work for West Texas opportunities and many more things. So let's get started on In the Know with WTO. I have Pamela Washington with me today. She is a Head Start teacher at our Stanton Head Start. So thanks for coming in today. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself so we know who we're talking to? Yes. Uh, My name is Pamela Washington. I've been with the Head Start in Stanton for three years now, and but I've been in education for 10 years. And I actually started off as a parent of a Head Start student. Um, My daughter signed her up for Head Start and she'd been here for two weeks and they needed a teacher with a degree. And so I stepped in. Stepped right in. Yes. So what did you do before you you work for us? Well, I was a stay-at-home mom for five years. And um, for that, I had worked in a daycare. What first led you to us? I know you said your daughter was was in Head Start. You were at the right place at the right time? The right place at the right time. I had told myself she was my youngest. And so I said, well, when she gets into school, I would go ahead and get back into the workforce. And it just, yeah, right place, right time. Perfect. So now as a Head Start teacher, what age range do you you teach? It's three-year-olds, and um, they turn four while they're in the school year program. So, And then four, they go to? They uh, transition into the ISD. ISD, Mm and their pre-K program? Yes. Okay. So as a teacher, what do you do? What's your typical day look like? My typical day is um, dancing, singing, (laughs) always singing songs, dancing, moving, playing, playing. I do have, you know, a planning period as well. But for the most part, if you walked in my classroom, you'd hear a lot of singing, dancing, playing. That's that's what you get. And music is good, right? For kids, that's how they learn. Yes, I could not right now, though, but I could always (laughs) make up a song like on the spot for my children. They love they love that. They love the music. As I go into different classrooms, I'll see like the different activities that they do. I've seen potted plants. I've seen all kinds of stuff. So you yes, got, got to yes. do a lot of handmade. We do lots of hands-on activities. Um, that's one of the things. We're play-based, so everything is hands-on. You know, you wouldn't walk into a classroom and see us with, like, worksheets all, all the time. We don't do that kind of stuff. We're hands-on, giving hands-on them lots of different learning. activities to do, yes. So what's a surprising fact about your job that maybe most people won't know? Well, that's a uh, play-based. We're play-based, and most people – assume, you know, for a child to be learning, they have to be with a pencil and paper in their hand all the time. But it's not like that. We we learn through playing. We're always counting. You know, when we're playing blocks, we're counting. We're talking about different um, language, you know. What's something that you enjoy the most about your job? Um, I love seeing the growth in our children, our students. Um, some of them come to us and just to see the growth by the end of the year, it's just amazing. It's amazing to see how much they've, how much information they've acquired, how much knowledge they've acquired, um, and just even like emotional. We we deal with a lot of social emotional issues, and to see the growth even with that. So I've got to ask the same opposite question. What's something that you like the least about your job? Um, 
I think what I like the least about my job is not being able to control what happens at children's homes. We provide, you know, the nurturing, the love, all this stuff for them during the day. But when they go home, they don't always get that. And and that's the hardest for me. I want to go home with them and, you know, give them that at home too. Not all of our students come from, from that kind, kind of nurturing in their home. So what, what first led you to become a teacher? I've always wanted to be a teacher since... Before I started school, I wanted to be a teacher. I would, like, set up my stuffed animals and teach them. That's just, I think God created me to teach. That's exactly. Is there a story of your education career that will always be in the back of your mind, something that you'll never forget? Yes. I had a student one time. um, This is when I was in a two-year-old program. And he, all of our observations, you could tell that, you know, something was, was wrong. Something wasn't right. He didn't make eye contact. He was nonverbal. He didn't play with the other children. And being able to refer him to a, an outside agency to come in and, and work with him and then work with me on how to work with him and being partners with the parents and seeing the growth that he had, it ended up being that he was autistic and we were able to serve him in the right way and provide activities for him to learn, you know, cause he learned different than some of the other children. And just, I got to see him over like a three year, three year period and just seeing the growth that he had, you know, where he was able to become verbal and he was super smart and nobody would have ever known that because the parents didn't know what to look for. So, so I, I always go back to our mission statement to ease the limitations of poverty by investing in families to improve their quality of life. How do you feel that that you try to, to meet our mission statement? Um, well, we're constantly learning ourselves and getting more education to better serve our children. So we're investing like our time, our energy, and our knowledge into our children. And we're helping them enjoy school And that's important from an early age, but also we're becoming partners with their parents and we're empowering their parents to be better parents and to learn how to teach their children as well. And then also while they're in our care, then the parents can go back to school, they can get jobs, which will help them, you know, get out of poverty as well. Our slogan that goes along with our logo, you'll see it, it it has West Texas opportunities at the top and it's better, brighter tomorrows at the bottom. How do you try to build better, brighter tomorrows for for your your students, your parents, everybody that you work with? I think that by by nurturing our students, by providing a healthy, safe environment for them, and then helping them with their educational, you know, learning their alphabet, learning their ABCs, getting them ready for school. We're helping to prepare them for the ISD. We're helping to prepare them for later in life. And... I know Head Start deals with a lot of social emotional. We like we focus on that a lot and that helps when they get to the ISD because they don't always get that over there and that's a good foundation to start with when you are moving up. Anything else you'd like to share with us? Any stories, anything else that you want to add? WTO is a great company to work for. They're constantly uh, giving us resources as teachers that we can provide to parents and Head Start's a great program. Okay, so with COVID, things changed a lot in the classroom where it it wasn't like it was in previous years. So for you, how did things change with COVID? 
Um, besides, of course, having to wear face shields and um, being more aware of our hand washing. We already did hand washing, but being even, even more. more aware of, you know, hand washing on our part and our students' parts. Um, I noticed that we were having less connection with parents before parents could come into the classroom. They could uh, volunteer. They could sit down and eat breakfast with us, and they weren't able to do that anymore. And there was just a disconnection between teachers and parents, and parents didn't really know what was going on in the children's classroom like they used to. So um, we signed up for a, a, an app on our phone, and we were able to post pictures and videos of the kids' daily activities, saying the pledge, um, just whatever games we were playing. We would post pictures of their work, too, and the parents could get on the app, and they can see feel and they would be involved. yeah they would feel involved they'd be reassured of what was going on in their children's lives while they were at school and it just it created a better connection for us with parents and of course parents could message us and and send us pictures too of their kids at home and it just created a better connection for our students and our parents that that's really nice that's something that that most people didn't really know about that that's good to know and what what so it's limited to just the parents of that child. Well, the classroom, right? It All would, the parents in the classroom yes. can see it. It would be the the parents of the classroom, but we also, it has portfolios on the app. So we were able to just post that child's work for just that parent to see. And so, of course, you know, everybody gave permission for us to do that. And the parents signed up for it. And I would post albums of, you know, an activity that we did. And it would have all the different students in there, but then I would also post just that student's work to the their portfolio, so just that parent could see. That, that's really neat. I'm glad that that's available out there. That, that it helped out, especially where parents couldn't come into the classroom and yes. interact as much as they used to. So yes. that kept them more involved. So yes. Any other technology that that has helped things this year? That that that's that's actually the only one that we've been able to use this year that's made a difference and have you all used it most of the year yes yeah um i think we started in october so since pretty october. much the entire mm-hmm. year do you think that's something you'll keep doing after after the fact or plan on doing or hope to, <laughs> to keep yes i hope we get to keep it because um not all parents are able to come into the classroom if they're working or um they don't have the transportation to be able to do that and so it's nice, I think, still for parents to be able to have that reassurance of what their children are doing while they're at school. Great. Well, thank you for coming in today. I really appreciate it. And um, until next time, hope everybody has a great day and new episodes every Friday, eight o'clock in the morning. And you can find us on Anchor at anchor.fm forward slash WTO. And you'll see all the episodes. We're up to episode number 20. So more to come after that.